Now it's time for Inspirational Women and my guest, Sasha Hendricks, a woman who is living her passion, loving animals, and spending her working hours rubbing shoulders, well, maybe simply engaging with quite an array of wild creatures as she is the education curator at Cougar Mountain Zoo. The very major animals this time of year, the reindeer, of course, and Sasha is here to open up the gates to let us know what to expect and to make plans for the Issaquah Reindeer Festival. Just a great way to celebrate and to feel like a kid. Sasha Hendricks, it's so great to welcome you back again this year. I'm so excited to be back. What a great year it's been. And isn't it just astounding it's been a year? It is. Time does fly. (laughs) Literally, yes. And it feels like, you know, we're going through the seasons and now all of a sudden I'm thinking, oh my goodness, you know, there's just weeks of this year left. What's gone on, right? Absolutely. I knew, you know, I was getting ready for summer and now summer is gone and holidays are already upon us. And 2019 is almost behind us as well. (laughs) (laughs) So that's your personal life going on. But at the zoo, at Cougar Mountain Zoo, it's no different. No, and which is great. We're still maintaining our conservation through education message. We've had a wonderful summer promoting uh, new, you know, exciting adventures happening at the zoo, species to learn about uh, and so forth. And goodness gracious, it's called Reindeer Festivals right around the corner. And that's the exciting thing. Yes, that is uh, essentially, well, a week away because it it all gets uh, wound up and started on December 1st, right? That is correct. So we're well underway getting everything ready for the zoo to host the festival. This will actually be our 32nd annual festival at Cougar Mountain Zoo. Isn't that amazing? And I think I, I remember your mentioning a little earlier as we were chatting that uh, you've been there basically for about half the festival. Just about. I even remember back when I was an intern, I went um, during my college uh, career in between school schooling to go and help out during that time. And then uh, being able to work it and take part of it each year has been a momentous occasion. And here we are again. And I think one of the fun things about this year is that December 1st is all part of that big Thanksgiving weekend. Yes. You know, so there's going to be, oh, you know, just so many family members around, so many visitors. And what a great way to potentially launch or continue the the festivities of the holidays. Absolutely. To kick off the season that way was better than we could expect. So we'll have hopefully the few days before to be able to still enjoy the last little stretch of 2019 for Cougar Mountain and then just, you know, start it off with a bang on December 1st. Exactly. And really, it's a, a good idea to... At this point, you you have uh, from December 1st to December 23rd, right? Correct, yes. And then we do have it um, shortly after, um, from the 26th through the 30th as well. The Reindeer Festival itself, though, is those first 23 days. Yes, and it's um, been continued. The only difference is that um, Santa Claus will be back at the North Pole um, because for a well-deserved mini rest before he has to start up on January 1st for the following year. Right. But we'll still have a lot of fun taking place between the 26th and 30th during that time. So the thing is, again, we're talking about how time has flown this year. (laughs) This holiday time definitely can do the same thing, if not even faster. So it's a good idea knowing right now it's a week away, you know, plot the calendar, see what's going to work. Maybe the first actually works, which would be very exciting, but 
you know, there are all those uh, three more weeks. Yes, this is one of my favorite parts, too, because typically our uh, hours of operation are Wednesday through Sunday for Cougar Mountain Zoo. But during the festival, we are open seven days a week. So from 1030 to 430, you have the opportunity to come by and enjoy all the holiday festivities we have. And we're going to get into uh, some of the details of what goes on in case you forgot or have never (laughs) been there. Maybe you're new. Maybe you've just recently relocated to this beautiful Puget Sound area. So you need to know about this really great icon, this great festival that goes on just here. It's unique. To the Northwest. It is. So we are considered to be the most unique holiday event that happens in the uh, part of the Pacific Northwest because uh, we do have a variety of different really fun holiday um, events that go on. So, of course, as I mentioned, yes, Mr. Claus does visit us <laughs> from the North Pole. But at our facility, we have other fun uh, events you can do, such as uh, getting a story read by an elf or even writing a letter to Santa. And not many people know that Santa does have extra friends that help him out during this time of year. And, of course, those animal friends are happy to chip in. So all of that fun activity. And maybe you like doing family photos. I know that that's something that is a great occasion for a family that comes back every year to have an updated photo. It's a great gift idea. It is fantastic. We've actually had generations come with their um, their children, even grandchildren, to come experience the same joy they had back uh, when the festival first started. And when you do go visit uh, Santa, Santa has his own secondary housing that he does uh, stay with when he visits us here in Issaquah. But his reindeer also are there, too. So not only do you get to go visit him and chat with him, you can also go say hi to his reindeer and his herd. And that is something very special, this herd, correct? Yes. yes. So we do have, of course, his his main string. Uh, we like to say we do have the, the nine that will come and uh, enjoy their time here. But we do have a couple extra, too. And that's just to make sure that, you know, just in case Cupid is a little under the weather, um, we have someone else that can step into her place. And if I remember correctly, two or three years ago, weren't there baby reindeer? Yes, so they are quite big now, uh, (laughs) as again, how time flies. Uh, And we were very fortunate to have two new ones born this year. So two beautiful young males that are very excited to be part of Santa's reindeer team. They're busy at work right now learning how to help fly his sleigh. Uh, One of our littlest ones is Sven who is a very adorable uh, little reindeer that likes to run along with the rest of his his herd. <laughs> so that all these special activities and personalities oh, yes. that we'll encounter, and it just builds these lifelong memories that there's no way to compare that to anything else that goes on anywhere. Absolutely. So uh, during the whole uh, that whole time in December, the 1st through 23rd and 26th through 30th, the uh, festival is decorated everywhere with wonderful holiday decorations. So once the moment, even before you step into the festival, you're already getting that excited feel for the season. And that is our hope, is to provide that opportunity for those during this time of year to really be able to experience that family event and be able to experience it at at the zoo. And 
so part of this, it's a, a great festival. Mm-hmm. So it's fun and exciting. And the kids just love Santa. And I think maybe the uh, bigger kids, you know, like the adult kids really get into that too. Yes. Yeah, so it is for all ages. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've seen many individuals, again, of all ages go and visit Santa. And why not? It's that time of year to be able to share in that joy in the holidays. And that's our hope is that you can be able to come together, you know, visit Santa and the rest of his friends there and just have a wonderful time. So thinking about this, the festivities, and of course, along with that comes the gift giving. And sometimes we're stymied as to what to give. And part of it is that there's so much stuff around (laughs) us and, you know, adding to more stuff. And some people are saying, please, you know, put the brakes on the stuff. Here is a great opportunity to think about something a little different a membership. And that's year long and it will ingrain yourself into the hearts of whomever is the recipient. Absolutely. So it can be for yourself if you like to gift give or to family, friends, anyone. And the memberships are something that not only are just able to enjoy the facility, but it gives back to our facility as well. We are ran by a nonprofit organization, the Zoological Society of Washington. And so all memberships generated go back into supporting our species, our conservation efforts, and just the overall well-being of our animals. And that is something that it is. It's a year-round enjoyable you know, membership. And it does even apply to festival. So if you are a member of the zoo, you do get in for free during the festival, which is, once again, a great way to to enjoy it all year round. <laughs> well, there's something to think about, too. If you happen to not be a member at this time, mm-hmm. you could buy the membership and attend the festival then? Absolutely. So even if you purchase it, you know, the day of, it would apply for the rest of the year, the full annual year for you. Yes. <laughs> so a, a great way to, you know, cover so many bases, so to speak, uh, in in terms of making this visit, planning this visit first to get to the Reindeer Festival uh, at Cougar Mountain Zoo mm-hmm. and just make it uh a continuing event or maybe you know you're going to uh already you have that in place and get back there to visit we're just reminding you yes you bet and that's what i really appreciate about cougar mountain is that throughout the year there's always something fun and new to do uh, we do still have the same old friends there such as some of the sweet animals you can feed like our alpaca or mule deer and sometimes that's just why members come back is that they or their children just love to get that experience on -on one-on-one with these animals and throughout the year too we have our wonderful volunteers and interns that are roaming the zoo to talk to you about them and so no matter what time of year you come there's always going to be something fun and new for you to learn. And that's the beauty of Cougar Mountain Zoo is the natural habitat for these animals. Yes. So we uh, do our best uh, to be able to make sure to provide the most optimal exhibits for them. Uh, We do honestly believe no animal should be in captivity, but at least the ones that we are stewards of and take care of, we can give them the best lives possible. And so that's why we consider all our species there, no matter what time of year, our ambassadors for their wild kin. So they're there to help us educate about their wild species and what you can do to help which is the biggest message we can do nowadays in the, in the world we're in. And part of that education, and of course, you know, you're the really prime person to be speaking about this as being the education curator, yes. is there's so much about education that's involved here to really teach us about the animals, about the habitat, so that we really 
can embrace this to carry this into the future. Absolutely. And that's our biggest focus is our motto is conservation through education. So for our facility, everyone takes part in the educational aspect. You know, the education staff, the zookeepers, the volunteers and interns, we are all knowledgeable about our collection because we have found education is one of the keys in conservation nowadays. It's learning about them. It's, you know, bringing up subjects that people might just not know. They might not know the, you know, low numbers of tigers in the wild. They might not know that only one type of of, you know, macaws found in one part of the world. And that's our job. Our job is there to help in that aspect so that maybe, you know, people will want to go that one extra step and be able to help out these animals in a variety of different ways. Let's hone in just a moment then on the tigers. Yes. They're part of all the festivity for the Reindeer Festival, they right? Are. So uh, as I mentioned, Santa does have some special animal friends that do help him out this time of year, and the tigers are no exception. So they have been given the very important job of assisting in making candy canes because they have stripes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So that's just so much common sense, of course. That's what I felt, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so the interesting thing, you have a great story. It's something I had not been aware of about tigers and their stripes. Yes. So what is fascinating nowadays is that thanks to technology and, and the ability to have uh, you know cameras out in the wild to be able to document many species, there is actually a new development occurred just a few years ago where uh, when they set out these cameras that take a picture of a tiger when it walks by, there is a new program that is designed to take that image and be able to take the stripes of those tigers and modify it into a barcode that can actually scan the tiger stripes. And that helps conservationists know exactly which tiger is where, where they've been traveling, and to document them specifically. Because I don't know if you know this, but every single tiger has their own unique striping pattern, similar to humans and their fingerprints. And that's what's so fascinating. <laughs> we would, I think automatically figure, oh, you know, there's just a few different kinds of, what, patterns. But yeah. no, every single one is every unique. Every single one, that's exactly correct. So that is one of the most current ways and most accurate ways now we can really understand our um, wild numbers at this time. And that's very important for knowing what we need to do for conservation efforts from there. Because tragically, those numbers are really declining. Yes. I mean, Yes, yeah, so Dropping. they are. Uh, if we compare that back, uh, estimated in the mid-1800s to early 1900s, wildlife biologists had uh, thought that there was probably just about 100,000 tigers in the wild. Today, with all subspecies, uh, there's only about 3,500. So we've lost about 97% in just over 100 years of a species that, as well, there are no other predators that, that compare so it's a it's a challenge, and that's that's what's hard as a conservationist is to accept those numbers, and we don't, which is why we try to do what we can to help those numbers go back up. Exactly, I, that's just mind boggling. Yeah, those numbers are. Yeah, it's it is it's very difficult, especially with a species that was so prevalent. Uh, and today, you only find six of the remaining subspecies. There used to be nine, so three are completely extinct, and one of those six is currently only found in captivity. So it's, it's, a, it's a challenge. But again, that's why, you know, zoological facilities throughout the Pacific Northwest, throughout the country and the world are trying their hardest to preserve the species, whether it is for breeding propagation or for educational aspects like our four tigers. So they're there specifically to bring awareness for the, the wild populations. And that then 
underscores the reason to become informed, why this education exists, because we can take so for granted, oh, it's fine. Yeah. No, we need to learn this. And that's that's the hope again, is you know, just being aware of that information is what's really crucial right now in the survivability of a lot of species. And again, you know, if you were fortunate enough to go visit parts where they're in the wild, that's fantastic. But Quite a few of us aren't able to do that. So at least we can still learn about them and respect them in an environment such as a zoological facility. You're obviously so passionate about this, <laughs> Sasha. I, I I do like the, the route my career has taken, yes. <laughs> and so this could be interesting to, I think, young persons. It could be interesting to older persons as to what led you to this. How old were you when you saw... This dream. Goodness, you would have to ask my parents, but my most dated memory, I think I was four. And I do recall all I ever wanted to do was play with stuffed animals and little animal figurines. And then I do remember telling my parents that I wanted to work with carnivores, and I think my mom fainted <laughs> and then was fine. But but here we are many years later, and I got to do just that, and I got to realize my dream. And, and that is so beautiful. And I think a great story to encourage parents to really listen to your children, to what their dreams are, to nurture that. You know, it could take a different path later on, but to nurture at the time, I mean, that obviously made a difference for you. It absolutely did. And I, I still I appreciate love and respect everything they told me because they were honest. They said, this is fantastic. You know, do what you like to do, but understand there's going to be ups and downs. And I've experienced those ups and downs, whether it's more for the, the love of the job and the compassion of it versus, you know, the financial constraints occasionally. But again, for what I've been able to do, it has been worth everything. I have had the opportunity to raise wolves and tigers, cougars. I even was able to take a couple years and go study cougars in the mountains. So this is something that my lifelong dream as a child has been realized tenfold. And here I am today being able to still talk about them and do what we can. Which is really so incredible, so beautiful. And and perhaps it's not something that would draw a person to be part of, you know, their full-time work. Volunteers, though. Yes. Right? So our volunteers are, again, crucial to that educational aspect. So their main position at our facility, we call them our uh, roving interpreters or docents. And so they are truly the heart of the zoo. They are there to to make sure it's functioning right, that we are providing that information to the public. And then we do also have the opportunity for interns. Now, interns do get a little down and dirtier more than the volunteers, so because it is a shorter period of time. But I was even an intern in 2003 at Cougar Mountain Zoo. And that truly gave me my understanding of, yes, this is what I want to do. Ah. And so providing that opportunity to those who aspire to take this as a career is one of the most uplifting parts of my job, too, is to see them going, yes, this is what I want to do. We have had a couple where they've decided, you know, that was a great experience, but I'm going to try this out. And hey, can't, can't fault them for that. They found what they wanted. Yes. At least it answers the question. It does. You're not saying, <laughs> what if, what if? Absolutely. Yes. And that's that's what I appreciate as well, because for our internships, they do get to truly, you know, kind of be able to interact with every aspect of the zoo world. So not just cleaning up after the animals. They do food prep. They do that educational aspect. They do admissions. They do gift shop. They do admin work, construction. You know, they they get to see how a, how a zoo works. And our volunteers come in, you know, 
four hours every week and be able to just be that extremely important part of our facility. And we couldn't, I love our volunteers. We could always use more, but <laughs> I do love our, our volunteers we do have there. So if someone is thinking that, yes, I'd like to try that out, what do yeah. they do? So first off, uh, you are welcome to come by the Zoo Admissions. We do have uh, forms to fill out for an application. You're also welcome to check out our website, www.cougarmountainzoo.org. And if you look under the volunteer tab, that'll provide for you a little bit more information as well as our application there. And so once you look it over, fill it out, submit it, and then we go from there. And there probably is um, a beginning age. Yes, thank you. So the uh, youngest we can have is 18 years old. And that's just to make sure that everything is all set, working around some pretty big animals. We want to make sure everyone is safe. Uh, But yes, 18 is our minimum age. And then from there, we go on what works best for you. And you probably want a a commitment of a certain amount of time. We do, just to make sure, you know, we have uh, everything we need to have the zoo be up running to perfection. Uh, We do ask for four hours a week um, in that designated period of time, so four hours straight. But looking over everything, that's not not too bad. We've had people that will, you know, come in just on their weekend for a bit, and and they are a huge, uh, huge help to the zoo. And understanding that it takes a commitment on the part of the staff to train yes. a volunteer. So, you know, th- there's something that really goes into this. It is. And especially for our facility, uh, it is, you know, universal that a little bit of everyone will help you train. You'll have the, the general st- general people like myself that'll go through the day-to-day, but the keepers are there to help you get involved. The rest of the staff is as well, because we're a small family. We're there to be able to help out each other because we all are there to do what we do because we enjoy what we do. Do the volunteers get more involved during the Reindeer Festival? Yes. So during that time, um, all our expertise is still there front and center, but we also do assist Santa with um, running the festival uh, as being honorary elves. So we do have elves that come down from the North Pole, but then a couple of us have to step in to help as well. And do we actually get elf caps? The whole nine yards. (laughs) We have our wonderful, well, during, especially during this time, we want to be nice and cozy because it does get a little chilly, not as cold as the North Pole, mind you, but we do have our uh, uniform attire from Santa. So it is a little bit different what you'll see the zookeepers wear. Um, We are fully decored. We're decked out. (laughs) (laughs) So that's, this festival is coming up really soon. Right around the corner. (laughs) Just, you know, think of the excitement of introducing a young child to this for the first time. I I can't imagine there being anything more gleeful. Yes. So it is a pretty much a magical experience, in, in my opinion. It's something, again, when you just walk through the gates, everything is just in that holiday feel. And being able to experience everything on that level will just leave that you know impression to last a lifetime. Absolutely. So they get to visit with Santa mm-hmm. and Santa's sleigh is there. We didn't yes, mention that. thank you. There's so many, so many yes. wonderful things I, I start to forget. But yes, so this is the one time of year as well uh, that Santa will actually bring his grand traveling sleigh and you are able to even sit in it. So he he appreciates Cougar Mountain Zoo so much for what we do. Uh, this is that one time a year where we can have all his friends be able to experience this experience he does on his grand grand flight. So that part of the magic, I think, is just a, a priceless gift to give to any of ourselves. But with young children, to you know, kind of sprinkle the magic mm-hmm. on them, just something that is. Uh, 
so delightful and again, just priceless. Yes. And so with the the elves and the the helpful elves uh, wandering around, you're actually able to even learn still about Senna's friends. So you'll learn about his Siberian reindeer team, uh, how they have 18,000 hairs per square inch on their body. And then during this time of year, they'll actually sprout tiny little furry wings that help them fly. Oh, so wow. there's so many, so many little tidbits you'll learn when you, you come visit the festival, all about his magic and the magic of the animals there. All of that. Look at the way that you sprinkle all of that kind of it's information. very important information. <laughs> well, it, it is, yes. you know, to just, uh, we can't even imagine the intricacies of of these animals, you know, talking about the individual striping for mm-hmm. each tiger. But, you know, a square inch of fur. <laughs> That's I mean, a lot of fur. <laughs> Compare that to humans on average. We have about 2,000 hairs per square inch, so... Oh. You have yes. to be cozy at the North Pole. Yes. Well, see, that's <laughs> the thing. And they're called Siberian, so we know they're even, yeah, yes, North they're Pole area. Very, yeah, very equipped to handle, you know, 60 below zero plus. So they even have furry noses, extra equipment. <laughs> and, uh, but uh, Rudolph's. Yes. So Rudolph will uh, typically only have his nose lit at night. A uh, number of years back, Santa got a slight lecture from the FAA about Rudolph confusing a couple of the planes in the area. So you will not see it on during the day, and he's on very strict restrictions at night. But he does have full clearance on the night of the 24th. See, well, because that's just history. Mm-hmm. That's built in. Yes. You know, this is this has been grandfathered in quite some. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so look at all the wonderful times and experiences and, you know, doing this as your own family or extended family, bringing in friends. Uh, you know, again, think about the membership mm-hmm. because that is a, a, the most precious gift, I think, or one of the most precious gifts we can give ourselves. But also to share that with another family and friends who can do that uh, and remember you all year long. Absolutely. And that, again, is one of those that you become part of our zoo family. We're always appreciative of those who visit, but we can tell that our members just hold that little extra special touch. And during the, the normal zoo hours, it's awesome for me to see visitors I see weekly. And they come by, we have a chat, and that's what we hope for our facilities, to have that more intimate one-on-one, to be able to talk about and really understand and know our animals there. And then during festival, just to go on that extra level of excitement and joy. And that membership really is key in order to be able to, you know, have that experience, but also be able to be part of our zoo. Yes. And so that it continues to not just survive, but thrive Mm -hmm. and expand so that it provides that habitat that is really comfortable. Yes, ex- absolutely. So with our uh, New World of Lemur exhibit that is still underway, uh, proceeds do generated do go towards that as well. So we're always looking for other little small donations to be made just to kind of help expedite the procedure. But you can truly su- see your zoo grow. And that's something we hope people re- understand when they come through that this is your zoo. We are here because of all of you. And we are here then to help with that conservation efforts and you know continue to grow as much as we can each year and provide these animals the best care we can. Yes, it's right there. So let's mention the website once again. Yes, so our main website where you can find all information about our species, the Isqua Reindeer Festival, everything is www.cougarmountainzoo.org. You can also find us on social media. So we have our Facebook page and our Instagram page. Uh, Both of those are going to be 
a plethora of wonderful animal photos and information as well. So do yourself a favor. If you haven't done it, visit that. Uh, if you did it some years ago, this is a prime time to get back there and really make this a, a special December to remember. Absolutely. <laughs> and what a great way to to wrap up the year and, and do something that's just really extra special. Definitely. And if you are still running out of gift ideas, we also have fun things you can look into. Our gift shop has way too many awesome items in there. <laughs> so many times I go through and I'm like, oh, no. But we also have great um, additional donation options, such as uh, getting an encounter opportunity. There are some age restrictions, but there's a lot of fun things you can do. If you made friends with a favorite animal, you might have the possibility to get a little closer. Uh, another great is doing a, a paving stone. So we have the opportunity for you to be able to acquire. Um, there's different variants of paving stones, and that stone will stay at the zoo forever. So if you had a favorite memory or an animal, a lot of people will put that memory down and be able to experience that again every time you see it. So there's just lots of different options that are a fun way to keep that memory going and also help out the zoo as well. Yeah, and leave yourself as concretely a part yes. of the whole facility. Yeah, I have a few stones myself. So <laughs> isn't that great? And and thinking of the gift shop though, just really made me think about how you love to play with stuffed animals. Yes. So you never know, you know, just the way you know life works. You might choose a special stuffed animal, and you never know if it is going to be just the perfect thing that's going to trigger for a child and. Who knows what that's going to mean to their future? I couldn't say that better myself. I still recall there was a wolf stuffed animal my parents found many years ago, and I still have it. Oh. And I've gotten to help raise wolves, so full circle. Exactly. <laughs> it helped oh. maintain my passion, and I got to experience that moment of a lifetime. That is so beautiful. <laughs> oh. Sasha, you do such great work. It's so okay. wonderful to connect with you. No, I appreciate it. It's been an absolute thrill to, to be on your program again and, and talk about Cougar Mountain and, and the Skull Reindeer Festival. Yes, and, and your life and what it can mean <laughs> for other uh, children and adults and just all of us together. It's, so this world continues to, to thrive and you know be a home to all the animals that it should be. Absolutely. Well, Sasha Hendricks, thank you so greatly for <laughs> your you. passion and your information and your enthusiasm. It's been so great to spend time with you. Thank you. It was an absolute pleasure to be here. So thank you for having me. You're so welcome. And with that, we're at the end of a very full hour of Inspirational Women with Sasha Hendricks and Sunday Morning Magazine with JWO with Maximize Your Medicare. I'm Kate Daniels, your host, and I greatly appreciate your sharing this hour with me and these special guests. For details you might have missed or information you'd like to know, please just send me an email, kated at warm1069.com, and I'll get right back to you. Also, if you'd like to listen again or share these important stories with your family and friends, find the podcast on our Warm 1069 webpage. Click on the on-air tab, then the podcast tab, and look for the show and guest names. I now wish you and your family a day of making plans because that's how we're going to get things done. Have a week of the same, and then please plan to join me again next weekend for another hour of Sunday Morning Magazine and Inspirational Women on Warm 106.9. Good morning. <laughs>